Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. In this episode, we're going to explore a slice of the creative music scene in Portland, Oregon. For those who don't know, Portland is a city near the Pacific coast of the U.S., not to be confused with its namesake on the East Coast. By population, it's the 25th largest city in the country. But on the quirkiness scale, Portland is number one. The city is known for amazing street food, spectacular gardens, an obsession with outdoor recreation, and a TV series that spoofed its post-90s hipster culture. The city has recently gained fame as a center of racial justice protests, though it actually is among the whitest cities in the country. An enigma wrapped in a paradox, Portland also generates a lot of great music, which brings us back to our topic at hand. We're going to meet two people on the inside and hear some of the stupendous sounds coming from the local scene. Our first guest is Meg Morrow, a musician and radio personality who runs a unique organization called Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble. PJCE promotes jazz, especially new music. It's also a record label for local musicians. Let's take a listen. Born in West Virginia, grew up in Kentucky, and went to school for jazz in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm a drummer, I'm a percussionist, so did a lot of studying uh, with some really great folks out in Louisville and then playing in the scene, the jazz scene out there. And I uh, found myself in a lot of gigs where as a jazz musician, you're playing other people's work quite a bit. But in academic setting, you get to sort of do more of your own pieces. But when you get out into the real world, you play a lot of standards, which is great. I love I love playing that stuff. But I didn't come into contact with as much original jazz music as I would have liked to. My husband and I moved out to Portland uh, in 2019. We just really liked the scene out here. Um, I thought the music scene was great. There's a full-time jazz radio station out here, KMHD. Um, which I work at, and so that was a huge draw. I was in radio before, and just finding a station that's solely dedicated to jazz is pretty incredible. So I've been out here since 2019, and I've just been looking for ways to sort of get involved uh, with the jazz community, and especially, um, yeah, original jazz music, and that's when I stumbled upon Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble, which their mission is to basically highlight and amplify original jazz music in and around the Portland area, uh, which I think is amazing. And it's one of the only organizations I've ever come across that specifically does that. And then of course has a record label that goes right along with it. So it's very cool. So it, it fit in. I have been working with nonprofits quite a bit in the past. So it was kind of um, when they posted the position of looking for a executive director 
just worked out great. And I just thought, hey, this is a perfect role for me. I I love nonprofit work and um, it's about original jazz. What What more can I want? So <laughs> that's how I stumbled into it. I started playing pretty young. I started playing in school band in middle school, reading music and percussion and more classical oriented. Uh, my dad was a musician, a guitarist, and we went to a pretty progressive church when I was really young that had a full band and they needed a drummer at the time when I was pretty little. And my dad was like, Meg, just get up there and play. So, <laughs> so I kind of fell into playing drums. I really liked it. And the jazz thing though came later. I was really enjoying drumming and, but a lot of the time found that it was a lot of the same with um, like sort of rock and uh, just straight ahead stuff. And I, I kind of wanted to be challenged and that's where jazz sort of came in. It's challenging, it was hard, it wasn't easy. And especially with the uh, world rhythms, I really love Afrobeat music and Brazilian music and this idea of taking like a full percussion section and putting it on the drum set. That's really what's piqued my interest for years. And so at this point, it's not a lot of swinging and playing like big band tunes for me. It's more of the, oh, multicultural jazz stuff that sort of weaves its way into um, hip hop and, and all of that. That's really why I love jazz so much. Jazz Composers Ensemble has existed in Portland since 2008 and sort of came out of this idea of college students recently graduated who had these works for a large ensemble, new music, and they wanted to perform each other's works and do it for a live audience because it was so fun. So they just sort of got together and performed in an evening and it was just a hit. It was just so cool to get a lot of people don't see a 12 piece band most of the time playing jazz or really playing anything. Large bands are, are hard to come by. So it was based out of that idea that you can write new music for a, a huge ensemble and we can get it done in Portland. And so PJCE has sort of taken that on as our mission. We wanna commission these works, whether it's for an eight piece or a 12 piece, we wanna commission these works, we wanna find money to pay for them. We wanna pay musicians in Portland to play this music you know, and, and pay the composer and arranger and just highlight that kind of creativity. Sometimes people just feel like it's going to be too complicated for their ears, which a lot of the time it's not. So our thing is just like, it's not too complicated for your ears, especially when it's live. When you can see people perform this music, it makes a huge difference. BJCE Records, which is an amazing thing, highlighting, of course, Portland-based and around the area musicians that, oh, you know, want to make their own record, but maybe don't have a record deal in the mix. We like the adventure aspect of new music. 
So we want to help you distribute your new compositions, your new works to not just Portland, but to the United States and the world. We, we help you with the marketing. We have a great graphic designer that does the covers. So they all are sort of looking the same on our label. And everyone's going to know that this is original new work. That's kind of what goes hand in hand with the label. And we've been able to work with artists like George Colligan here in Portland, who have put out countless records and is like a staple in the jazz scene and everyone knows who he is, and then some uh, newcomers. Uh, we just put out this record called The Air and Space Cosmic Orchestra. It's called Night on Earth, which is really great.
One that we put out last year that I think was absolutely incredible, James Powers' is a trombonist here in town, his JP3, The Damnation of Memory, which does this beautiful thing of taking your regular sounding, what you would expect from a trombone player, but sort of mixing it and reimagining it almost uh, with different new sounds. It's sort of got this funk-esque-ness that comes through that I really like, lots of energy in this. And it's his debut album, which is really cool. I'm really glad we put that out. The songs stretch out a bit. So, you know, you're getting these really amazing improvisational solos and some really cool spoken word in there. Cause I'd rather read the piece of quiet I cop a burrito on 4th street And walk it back to the chateau where I'm living Just so I can listen to Brian Blade And Wayne Short And while I ruin up a cup of joke And while I'm waiting on the moon to grow And while I'm waiting on the moon to come and touch my soul To come and touch my soul To come and touch my Peace and madness Peace and madness Peace and madness Peace and madness We're listening to JP3, one of the prominent Portland artists featured on the PJCE label. Now, let's hear from James Powers, trombonist, multi-instrumentalist, and leader of the trio. 
My dad's a trombone player. I went to my first concert when I was like eight days old. He was a professional musician for a long time. And so I kind of picked up music and, and the trombone specifically, because he, you know, when I was a kid, he always had music going in the house and, or he'd be practicing and there was trombones around. So I just sort of started playing trombone because it seemed like a normal thing part of the day, you know, a normal part of the day. It was like, pick up the trombone and and blow some notes or whatever. So I sort of started doing that. And then uh, along the way, I went to school and I, I was thankful to have a couple of, of uh, really good teachers. The JP3 record is a step along the way, but it's like, there's a, a lot more stuff I'm shooting for in the future. I've been working on, on a compositional concept for a while. I have always really loved free improvised music and avant-garde music. I have a lot of influences. In some ways, I was kind of trying to make a rock record. liked the music from like the late 60s and 70s I, I thought I, I've always thought that there's a certain amount of experimentation to like the early fusion stuff like like uh, like those miles records from from like late 60s to mid 70s or or like the Herbie Hancock Mondishi stuff or like a lot of the stuff a lot of the music that I guess ends up I don't know, there's a term for it that I think is kind of funny, but I kind of like it because it's kind of funny. Uh, Cosmic Groove, I think. I feel like there, there's a certain creativity that existed in that music that is sort of missing from a lot of the releases that have been more recent. Could I take the aesthetics or some of the aesthetics of that music and some of the concepts of funk music and rock music? I mean, I'm a big fan of like Element Funkadelic and, and Jimi Hendrix and and I, I play guitar too so like Jimi Hendrix to me is super I care a lot about that music Band of Gypsies is like one of my favorite records and to me that's that's sort of the same thing a really loose freewheeling experimental could go anywhere I play music that's more straight ahead as well really free improvisational too but the JP3 record isn't really either of those things it's sort of somewhere in between and also somewhere completely different than that i guess
diametrically opposed in a lot of ways philosophically to traditional quote-unquote jazz education the way that it is and i think that that's a route that leads a lot of people toward like oh you got to do a record like this you know you got to have compositions that sound like this you have to play over them like this you know this is this is how you do. and that's why i got out of playing classical music honestly like i i, I took lessons uh classical trombone lessons for a time and i stopped taking the lessons because it was always like oh well your vibrato has to be like this and your tone has to be like joe alessi and you know this is how otherwise you're never going to be able to get a gig as a you know in an orchestra and i'm like i i don't want a gig in an orchestra and it's kind of the same the same thing here is like you know i could have a traditional record as my first release and and be all serious about it and act all serious about it but that's not who i am i, I wanted to present something closer to my actual my actual self Thank you. 
have a, a, a bit of a love-hate relationship with, with the Portland area. Politically, I have always sort of felt weird about Portland because it's a, it's like kind of a liberal city, but but also it's, I don't know. And it, I think Portland would like itself to be more of an international city than it is, but because of the demographics that there are and and even like in the music scene, you sort of see this. But on the other hand, the, the the scene in Portland is is very creative in a lot of ways. There's a lot of really interesting things happening here, and and I and I sometimes forget that being in in the town. You know, I was just at the 1905 the other night, and I heard some of the best music that was probably being played anywhere in the world at the time. George Colligan and and. Logan Kane on bass up from LA and and Ari Honig, who was in town from New York, playing a trio gig, and that and that was like you know it's like okay, this is good music anywhere in the world. a lot to offer and I think the outside perception of what's happening in Portland is interesting to also follow while you live here. The music scene is just incredible. I don't know how else to say it but that on any given weekend and sometimes even weekdays I have to make a choice of where what I'm going to go see which I like. <laughs> I like that there are multiple jazz venues and multiple players collaborating together. It doesn't seem as if 
each person stays in their own sort of trio or quartet that like musicians tend to overlap and work on each other's projects and new music is highlighted which is which is why portland jazz composers ensemble can't exist is because there is an importance on new music on uh, making sure that new players are being highlighted i'm obviously not from here so this idea that a lot of people i meet in portland are also not from here so this is destination place for creative folks which is a good sign i think for any city the other thing i really love about the music scene is the audience i have found here as compared to where i came from that is a very active listening audience and and it goes for the experimental world too we have a pretty big experimental scene in portland that's not necessarily jazz oriented but sort of overlaps People show up and uh, are respectful, and I love that. I love that about the scene. Listening to the music of Portland artists JP3, The Ocular Concern, The Aaron Space Cosmic Orchestra, Trio Untold, and George Colligan. For more about James Powers, Meg Morrow, and Portland Jazz Composers Ensemble, as well as a playlist, see the blog article for this episode at rightbrainrecords.com/slash blog. That'll help you plan your next trip to the City of Roses.
You've been listening to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. You can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com. Farewell for now. Join us next time.